you trust your magic a little bit more when you realize it doesn't come outside of you. <laughs> you know, you you operate it um, with a little bit more skill um, because you trust where it's coming from. I think that's the sauce right there. Um, is is oh, I know how to do this now because um, I've always known how to do this, and I'm just now trusting that in myself. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Hello, welcome to the Limitless Soul podcast. Welcome back. If you are a regular listener, thank you so much for being here and supporting the show and hanging out with me every week and my guests that I have on. And if you are new, Welcome. You have found a sweet space on the internet. I hope you enjoy what we are bringing to you. If you're interested in things, spirituality, being a creative, expressing yourself, living life, taking off all of the masks and all of the junk and stepping fully into who you have the potential to be, you're in the right place. So welcome. Um, I am actually escaping right now from my my family vacation. My six-year-old, eight-year-old, and my husband and I are in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. And, um, you know, being on vacation and being a parent is not the same as being on vacation and like, you know, going to the spa and a resort and all, you know, it's not like that. It's very fun. And I know that my kids, when they get older, will so appreciate this that we let them explore the world and experience new things and um, have a lot of adventures. But it's a lot. It's like, mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I need this. Mom, I'm tired. Mom, I'm hot. Mom, there's a rock in my shoe. Mom, I need a shower. Mom, I can't. It's just like constantly. So right now I'm like, mommy has to go do a little work. And it was like kind of refreshing to come up here and talk to you. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm not even kidding. But I am, I'm really grateful that we have been able to have this time together as a family and be back in nature and get out. You know, this whole last year has been so cooped up. We live in Michigan. So, you know, six, seven months out of the year, we typically are inside already. And on top of everything that went on last year, um, it was just, we just needed to get some fresh air and get outside and run around barefoot. So I'm really thankful that Costa Rica's um, government has been so welcoming so amazing it's been so comforting being here um so yeah that's what i'm up to right now so i'm just up in my my room 
hiding out. So if you hear some extra noises today, it's my air conditioner because it's really hot um, up here on this top floor. So I'm just hiding out. Um, anyway, today I have on a guest. Her name is Arielle Astoria. And before I get into talking a little bit about her, I want to share with you um, this theme that keeps coming up. And it's where Arielle and I dipped into in the middle of this episode. It's so powerful, such a, like you have to, like if you are one of those people who kind of like opts out, you like listen for about 10, 15 minutes and you're like, ah, I gotta go do the dishes, I gotta do something else. Like tune into this whole entire episode all the way to the end because it is so phenomenal. And towards the end of the episode, we, we got into some we got into some things I didn't know we were going to get into, but we went down um, a couple interesting roads. So you'll have to stay tuned to the end to find out what that is. But I will touch on something we talked about in the middle, which was about um, being out there as yourself in business. So if you're a creative, um, Ariel is as a poet and an actress um, she's a creator. And so her job is to be her. Um, I'm a creative. I'm a hairdresser, a healer, a retreat holder, podcast hostess. So, I mean, I can't escape the meanness. Like the, me is the business. Me is the part of this whole um, this whole expression. And so we this theme keeps coming up between myself, my peers, um, some mentors of mine and, and people that I've been interviewing and talking with both on and off air is about like how to have sacred things for ourselves and still share like the multifaceted self that we are. Um, when people are choosing to work with you or they're wanting to come to your event or they're wanting to purchase your, your offering, it's like, we can't just display this. I, I keep calling it like the branded version of us. Like I'm, I'm kind of like icky about the word brand for like a personal brand. It's like my personal brand. I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to be a personal brand. I don't really want to be branded. I don't really like putting myself in a box. Um, we are evolving so rapidly, especially if you're on a spiritual path, which I would assume you are if you're listening to Limitless Soul, or maybe you're curious about what that could look like. But being a full human like, I understand this is where it gets kind of hairy and Ariel just freaking explains it so well, is being a full human being um, and being in a business, like there's a difference between being professional and airing your dirty laundry. And there's also a difference between like only choosing to show parts of you that fit with this idea you want to display of yourself. And it's really interesting waters to navigate because we don't need to overshare so much about every fine detail of our lives. Like it's okay that people don't know that you had a meltdown yesterday. It's okay that people on the internet don't know about the conversations that you're having with your partner or, you know, there's just so many things that like we don't have to share 
in the moment all the time. And it doesn't mean that you're not being authentic. It's just you're choosing what it is that you're sharing. You don't have to be completely unfiltered. However, um, being open enough and secure enough to allow people to see different parts of you, allow people to see different parts of your personality. You know, we're made up of so much. We're not just only moms or only working or only in this role or only, you know, uh, a writer or an artist. It's like we're so many different things and navigating that in a really authentic way, which Ariel calls um, transcendent authenticity, which I absolutely love. Um, and she she's she got into some really cool stuff about protecting your personhood and like being an artist and a person and how they need different kinds of nurturing and also like she's she was talking about how she has a hard time with words losing their power which i 100 percent agree because buzzwords get thrown around everywhere and i know i've probably used some and you've probably used some and we use these words vulnerability authenticity be authentic be yourself you know all these things and they start to lose their power because it's like well what does that mean in a place where you're expressing like what does that mean um in the role that you're playing. So it's really interesting. She dives into that. And, um, one thing that she said was that really struck me. And I was like, wow, like this is it is she said, I'm the same person that I am on stage that we're, if we're meeting for coffee and if I'm watering my plants, if I'm dancing in my car, like I'm the same person in all of those things. And like people, can be shocked when you meet them and be like, oh my gosh, like you are who you are. It's not just like this kind of staged situation and um, how that's kind of surprising. And sometimes we do meet people who have like these big platforms or these big brands and things. And you're like, oh, that is not like you are way different. You're like, so, and you're so quiet or you're so this or, you know, and it's like, because maybe they've only displayed one facet of themselves, which also I'm not saying that it's wrong to do that. I'm just saying that if you're a person who's like a big expressive energy and has like lots of different parts of you, that limiting ourselves and stifling ourselves just to fit in a box is ultimately limiting our soul's expansion. Okay. So if you can follow that, um, anywho, if you're interested in any of this kind of stuff or you're on this journey, you're going to absolutely love this episode with Ariel Astoria. I actually heard about Ariel because she was emceeing an event, um, called hair camp with, um, I actually had on the founder of that, Sam Hillis, um, one of the earlier episodes of this, this podcast. And I didn't actually get to go to the event because I was teaching that same weekend, but I did see some of the promotional things and Ariel was on there and just this spoken word poetry that she was sharing, like moved me so much. I started following her a couple of years ago and uh, lately, just the way that she's been expressing, I was like, I have to have her on. I want to talk to her. She's so interesting. I love the way she shares. Um, and she's just so multifaceted. I'm really fascinated by that, especially right now as I'm trying to navigate like how I 
want to share who I am and what I have to offer and what that could look like and how that can benefit you working with me and um, being a part of this community. So I am just thrilled to have her on. She is such a fresh drink. Like I just, it's so good. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Ariel Astoria. And if you love it, let me know what you're into about it. Tag us on Instagram and let us know um, what what struck you, like what made you feel different about listening to this episode and um, how did it help you out in your life? We would love to hear from you. So enjoy this episode about transcendent authenticity because it's a banger. Totally love it. Can't wait to hear what you think too. Welcome, Ariel, to the Limitless Soul podcast. Thank you for having me. You look bright and shiny today. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank your, you. your smile, I know everyone is just listening, but your smile is so big and beautiful. And Thank you. I need that. We need more faces. <laughs> yeah, it's the faces. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, like it's definitely, we're missing it. We're definitely missing it. I'm yeah. very thankful that I at least have my husband with me and I can touch and look at his face daily but yeah yeah that's gonna be a weird thing going back out into like the real world and seeing people's mm-hmm. like smiles and stuff I, I feel like I'm gonna be yeah. walking around like <gasps> yeah just face. so dazed <laughs> yes you look how cute you are uh-huh. yeah, that will definitely be me for sure yeah all the time but we're still gonna be a little bit like do we touch or yeah, yeah can we like, do that mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I wanted to start off today before we start diving diving into wherever this journey may lead us in this time, um, by asking you, what is your word? Do you have a word or an intention for 2021 that's coming up for you, that's like guiding you and leading you um, mm. to make different choices or, or, you know, dig a little deeper, take the next leap of faith, um, and it's really calling you and pulling you in the direction and how are you embodying it and how's it showing up? Yeah, I usually do have, well, for years I did a, a, a word from my birthday year. Um, so from October to October, and those were really transformational in terms of just like pivotal seasons for my, for my birthday. But over the last like two years or so, I had been like more in a space of, I kind of just want to see what comes to me um, without like necessarily having to speak or declare it, but like what will come in that season. And now that we're in, you know, 2021, I think I was even more so at a space of openness of like, I just want to see what comes. Um, and so I don't think I have an encapsulating necessarily a word for the year itself, but in different seasons that I find myself in, whether that be a month or a week, um, depending on what that, you know, time may look like, um, words for that. So, so far I've had, um, release, which is a lot of, um, just releasing, um, this need to be operate or exist in a certain way. Um, I'm the oldest child, I'm a pastor's kid. And so I have a lot of pressures to, um, show up in a way that's, um, almost applause worthy a lot of times and releasing the need to be that or do that. Um, and then, the second word I think that is kind of like this year it's also the book I'm writing is this concept of unfolding 
and it's this permission to um to open um to unfold I love flowers um I love nature in general but all of us are probably finding us uh, ourselves plant parents in this season and so I have yeah. lots of plants <laughs> and um just constantly watching this process of unfolding happening mm-hmm. within within plants a lot of the plants I do have bloom in certain seasons and watching those buds um, be a bud in in certain phases and then slowly like petal after petal begin to unravel and I feel very much so in that season of life right now I'm I'll be 30 this year and I just kind of feel like I'm not quite a bud not quite this fully bloomed thing but I'm starting to feel more tangible if you if you like you said embodied um piece of each of my layers and each of my petals either falling off because they're not needed anymore or expanding and opening. Um, and that's been like really life giving. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Not having such a strong, like pressure to, to like focus on a word or focus on a, Mm -hmm. on an intention and just let it unfold as it may. Um, and stay curious Totally. Yeah. And open. Yeah. Yeah. Curious and open. I think if anything in this last year that I, you know, taught is, is was taught was really not to hold things super loosely and the things that we do um, make sure they really matter. Um, Make sure they really um, either excite us or make us passionate or pull something out of us. And so, yeah, I being able to let go of some things and that being one of them of just like, usually I have this word to try and control or delegate, mm-hmm. you know, where, where life could go. And mm-hmm. um, once releasing that, does it open up more infinite possibility um, and really leaning into um, that goodness? Yeah. I love that. I was actually just talking to a friend of mine the other day because a lot of times, just as you said, like releasing that almost expectation of setting these intentions. Sometimes it's like, well, what if, why aren't they happening yet? How come this Mm -hmm. isn't happening? What's not, why is this working? And just, and letting all of that go and like almost just having a blank page and filling it in as we go, instead of having Mm -hmm. so much predetermined outcome, attachment to an outcome and really letting it just open up however it wants to and be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And usually well, I think I, for me if, in my own personal life, I've found that when I did let go or release to that capacity, what I ended up receiving or participating in or stepping into ended up being above and beyond that initial said plan or dream, mm-hmm. you know, or idea. And so for me, it just got to the point of like, better, not even better things, but richer things happen when I let go. Maybe I should try to let go some more, you know, and, and see what comes my way. And, um, it's really hard in every season. It looks different, but it's been really, um, beneficial. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And you're a poet and an MC and a Mm -hmm. host and an actress Mm -hmm. and all of these really (laughs) cool, like creative outlets. Do you feel like your art and your expression, the way that you kind of share your soul, 
Um, and like, you know, the person behind the the art, the person mm-hmm. that's, you know, at home and intimate, do you feel like they're similar people? I'm just asking mm-hmm. out of my own curiosity because yeah. stepping into this space of being so public, right? And like being mm-hmm. available for everyone and being mm-hmm. seen by people who you know and don't know. It's like the yeah. the difference of being like they don't really know who I am, but the, you know you yeah. give people little tastes or little little morsels of who you are. But I right. guess maybe what I'm trying to ask is like keeping like the sacred for yourself or keeping the the special private stuff for yourself, but also mm-hmm. being open enough that people can feel that truth and honesty and authenticity behind your work. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, there's oftentimes where friends will encounter people who kind of only know me in the internet or artist space. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they'll see a FaceTimed college friends a few weeks ago. And she's like, yeah, this girl I work with, you know, saw me on your Instagram and was like, how do you know her? You know, like, and, and it's always like, oh, Ariella Astoria, like, how do you know Ariella Astoria? My maiden name is Wilburn. And it's like, well, I knew Ariel Wilburn. I just now getting to know, you know, Ariel Astoria, but I've known um, Ariel Wilburn. And I've always loved that differentiation a little bit. My name is Ariel Astoria. So I have two middle names and I just kind of dropped the half of my name in order to be the brand part of me or the professional part of me. Um, And I like being able to keep now I'm very publicly married. So my everyone, a lot of people follow my husband as well. So now my last name is very revealed. Um, but my Facebook, I don't include Astoria, you know, because that is like where my grandma is and where my godmom is and where my parents are and people who have known me, you know, growing up. And so, and that's a very different space and keeping those spaces separate is really important. Um, I call it protecting my personhood, you know, there's the artist in me. Um, but then there's also the person in me and both need different type of nurturing and both need certain type of space and then um and then the concept of what I like to call like in the digital media in the wellness space there's this buzzword to be authentic or to be vulnerable and I have a hard time when words are overly used um Mm -hmm. because then I think they lose their depth and their weight so I have a hard time using them again so I usually just then create my own. Um, and so <laughs> transcendent authenticity is kind of um, what I have adapted and that I would be the same person as Ariel Astoria, that I would be at home as Ariel Astoria, Lita Corfi, you know, like that I would be on stage as Ariel Astoria, that I would be meeting someone for coffee as, as you know, Ariel. And so I think for me, I just meeting too many people that I loved and looked up to and my expectation of them, you know, being maybe too lofty and being really disappointed in those interactions. And um, when I did have the opportunity to, to transcend both of coffee or stage or people were really shocked that I was the same person. And I think that's what kind of caught my attention the most of like, 
that shouldn't shock you that I'm the same person dancing in my car on Instagram live than I would be the person in my home watering my plants and I would be the person on stage reciting a poem. It's, they're all extensions of me, you know, so the thread should still be me. Um, and that conversation of transcendent authenticity, um, that there is a thread um, that's all still very much so me, but each one kind of serves in different way, mm-hmm. shows up in different ways, and thus needs um, in different ways as well. And being really intentional with that. And then you know, getting married and being very protective of him, you know, and he's very introverted, very like barely posts on Instagram, you know, very, like my husband. very much so. Yeah, very much so. was like, <laughs> no, this, this is for us, you know, and he was kind of the first person to encourage me, like, you know, you don't have to give mm-hmm. um, all of you away yeah. to people all the time. And I, I didn't understand that. I'm like, what do you mean? It's either all or nothing, but there is a balance, you know, and a sacredness to the balance. And so he's taught me quite a bit about how to step back and how to have moments that are just for us and in parts of life that don't need to be posted or shared. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Cheers to your husband. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Cheers to him. It's really, it's been really refreshing. Um, I live in Michigan in a pretty small town and have two kids and a husband who's a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I'm out here doing all these other things. So it really does sometimes feel like I'm living a double life. And then mm-hmm. my like really close friends who are here with me at home who were hanging out, and they're like, oh my God, like you're famous. You did this thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I am not. <laughs> Crazy <Yeah>. person. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's really, really cool to have a circle of people who keep you really grounded and remind like cheer you on when you're out there Mm -hmm. speaking and being seen yeah has been so helpful and beneficial for me to really open up and share the gifts and share the things and Mm -hmm. the words and all the 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 stuff that can be very scary Mm -hmm. because it is very vulnerable um yeah to keep like that anchor and know like keep you in check like if my husband starts being like, why are you talking like that? Or why did you do that? Or why are you saying things like that? I'm going to be like, who am I right now? Uh, Did Uh I, have I absorbed someone's persona? Like what, Mm. where have I gone? Um, Mm -hmm. So that's really cool that you have that Mm -hmm. to keep you anchored. Um, So I wanted to know if you would tell us a story because I love storytelling. So I'd love to hear Mm -hmm. a little story from you. About a time where you knew, like, undoubtedly that you were being guided, that you were being shown the way um, to take this path, to be seen, to share your voice, to speak these beautiful words and these expressions that come through you mm-hmm. on a public platform. I know a lot of people who are listening are are also seekers and they're, you know, trying to find that within them of where do I show up in in this world? How, how can I find my place? So I was wondering if there was a time in your life that something really stood out to you. It was like, Ariel, you are meant to do this. You are going to do this, you know, and you just felt, um, that pull and that call. Yeah. I, I, there's like three very distinct moments that kind of, um, lead into I think the overall story of 
of stepping into purpose, you know, stepping into gifting, stepping into calling, whatever you want to call it. And oftentimes, um, I think I've found that we, we were already it or it's already been revealed to us, um, but we were either unaware at the time dismissive at the time Mm. or um unconscious to it right so as a kid like I had an alter ego her name was Erica Wallace Mm -hmm. and Erica Wallace would come out anytime there were people over to entertain either that was my parents or there were guests who would come over and I would go and I would get my feather boa and my (laughs) slip-on plastic clicky heels and my microphone with the little like spring inside of it and any elevated platform in our house I would find and I would step onto it and I would make up songs um, I would make people laugh and I have lots of family videos of this person, Erica Wallace, mm. who existed um, before Ariella Storia ever did. And then I got older, I got a little bit more practical, a little bit more stiff, if you will. And then I got to college and I studied theater and psychology because I thought, okay, I want to do the impractical thing, but you need the backup to do the impractical thing. So let me tuck a practical thing with it and make it a, you know, a thing that makes sense in quotations, right? So I studied psychology and theater to do art therapy for children. All the while I was still doing poetry. I was still part of our poetry club on campus. I was on a competitive poetry team. I was still doing theater, eventually quit theater for various reasons. One, I didn't think I was competitive enough for it. Two, I didn't think I wanted it as bad to be on stage. And three, I didn't think it was right for me to be on stage. Like I'm not meant to draw that attention to myself. This is not the path for me. Pivoted to be more in college environment. I loved college students. I thought I would work at a university for the rest of my life all the while still doing arts things and got asked to speak at my university. And I remember getting off stage and I just kind of like threw a little whisper. I was like, if I was meant to do that for the rest of my life, I think I would. And just kind of like left it there. Um, Six or so months later, I found out I'm not graduating on time. Um, that shifted everything, the whole time frame, the whole practical and the non-practical kind of just altered at that point. And I remember I graduated in 2015 and I just said, what if I just spent the next year as a creative and just kind of left it open-ended like we were talking earlier. And a year has now been um, six years. And mid those six years, I got the opportunity to go to a yoga immersion trip with Lululemon. And during that trip, there's this conversation about, um, what you want essentially and how you go about what you want. And the yoga instructor, she shared this story about two shoemakers, the two shoemakers go to this town where no one wears shoes. One shoemaker is like, this is amazing. Look at all this opportunity here. They don't wear shoes. Like, this is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. The other shoemaker is like, this is awful. What am I doing here? They don't wear shoes. Like, what is my purpose here? And the instructor asked us, which one are you? And I told her I'm both. Mm -hmm. I see the opportunity. And yet I don't assume 
that the opportunities I'm seeing are for me. Um, I don't assume that what I'm seeing um, is abundance. Instead, I see a deficit. And so she made me come up on stage and she says, so what does that mean you need to learn to accept? I said, well, I guess that means I need to believe that I'm deserving of glorious opportunities. She said, okay, say that again. I am deserving of glorious opportunities. Now say it with your hands out like you're receiving. I am deserving of glorious opportunities. Um, and I'm sitting there in front of 50 people I don't know. I'm the one of the youngest people there. I'm just like sobbing. I am deserving of glorious opportunities. I left that trip halfway to go do my first modeling gig in Portugal. Um, and then I came back. And six months later, I met my husband. Um, all that to say, um, there's been a lot of open-handed spaces. Um, there's been a lot of embracing this embodied Erica Wallace, who I had no idea would become Ariella Storia, to then being midway on stage and feeling so electrified, so whole, and knowing what I what I'm there for, and yet still being like, but if this is what I'm supposed to do, I would just giving permission. And um, I like just, my friend would say, uh, he says, when you say yes, your gift says finally. Mm. And it was like, but you have, in order to say, when you say finally, or when you say yes, even both kind of open-handed responses, both are kind of this like, okay, I'm here. What, what would you have to do with me? And so I do think that parts of who we are and how we operate and where we settle have always been us, have always been a part of who we are. All that to say of what I've always been meant to do what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily this thing that was super strategic necessarily. I just said yes to the right things. Um, and those right things were always meant to be the next step. They were always meant to be town full of people who needed to hear poetry and that being the thing that I had to offer um, and encouragement. And so, yeah, I think those have been the three most transformational in terms of why I get to be here and do what I'm doing today. It's been very guided um, and very on purpose. That's incredible. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I had chills. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Really cool. Okay. You are going to thank me so much for this. I have been a hairdresser for almost 15 years and I've been looking for the best scalp treatment for myself, for my clients, for hair growth, stimulation, activation, exfoliation. And I have finally found it. It's called Wee Wee Essentials. I am so obsessed. I use the daytime formula pretty much every single day, sometimes twice a day, whether I'm using the dropper, this beautiful dropper. Um, You know, I love aesthetics and the packaging is just absolutely amazing. It's glass. There's no plastics. It's 
perfection. And I'll just use a dropper right on my scalp, give myself a nice scalp massage, put a few drops of the oil on my hands, take a few deep breaths in, ground myself, and I instantly feel rejuvenated and refreshed and more connected with my body. Wee Wee Essentials also just came out with their first gua sha tool. It's made of bainstone and it's raw, so you can use it with the oils and the way that Lori, the founder, who's also a hairdresser, so she knows everything about crown chakra, she knows everything about the scalp, and her own experience with hair loss led her to creating this amazing product. She created this Bainstone tool um, to mimic her knuckles, which she originally was using to lift and tone and massage the facial muscles and the scalp muscles and the joints in in the skull. It's literally like transporting yourself to your own little personal spa. It's my favorite ritual right now, whether I'm in the bathtub or just needing a few minutes to pick me up. I highly recommend using these two together. And Wee Wee Essentials is giving us here at Limitless Soul an opportunity to try out anything in the store, the Enchantress, Bainstone Gua Sha Tool, the Day or Night Formula, all for 20% off. Yes, 20% off just for you. And all you'll do is use the code Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, loves wee wee, H-U-I, H-U-I, 20. Kelly loves wee wee, 20. It is going to change your life. You'll have to let me know what you think and tag me if you try some out. I want to know your own experience and how you're using these in ceremony with yourself. So use the code at checkout. Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, loves WeeWee20 at checkout from anything at WeeWeeEssentials.com. You can also follow them at WeeWeeEssentials on Instagram. I promise your scalp will thank you so much. So being so guided and, you know, knowing that, right, having those moments of, you know, hands open, receiving, feeling that energy of like, believing it, like, Mm -hmm. whoa, I believe what Mm -hmm. I'm saying to myself right now. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, What what is the biggest thing that comes up for you that gets in your way of remembering to believe that? Mm. I think oftentimes it's like the next, the next thing. Um, imposter syndrome is kind of like a through line with all of that. So it's no matter what I have done before, I'm still convincing myself somehow that I won't be able to do the thing I'm going to do, or I won't be able to go towards where I'm wanting to go, which is really ridiculous and doesn't align up at all with the track record, right? Um, Or with where I've come from. And so, like I said, it's been a very guided um, process for me. I've been very aware and in tune with, um, for me, it's kind of always been God of just like knowing who I am and how I meant to show up in this world and that being a very sure thing for me. And so, there might be times where I would doubt, you know, that potential um, in myself and that guiding, but there has been too much leading up to it um, that when the doubting does come, you're like, this doesn't make sense anymore, <laughs> you know, like make the next step, you know, and, and just kind of working through, um, working through that, that inner, uh, 
yeah, that inner dialogue, if you will, that inner mean person voice that we often get in our heads, um, that kind of convince us or, or, or force us, you know, to be fearful where actually there should be confidence, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that was, that was a big thing for me. It's just like, look at, look at the track record, like look where we've come from. Like we're good to keep going forward. You know, like you've, you've made your, it to this point. Why would you not make it further? You know? Um, and really, yeah. And really trusting that. Um, and it can only be forward motion. So you can go back and relive the things that you've done. You can only go forward, um, and, and live out the things that have yet to be lived out and, um, yeah, forward motion. I think mm-hmm. I've been really thinking about that, like that expansion of, of taking up more space, you know, I guess buzzword, right? Getting to the next level. It's like yeah. level up, level up. I mean, how many yeah. times have we heard that? I'm, yes. I'm like, ah, okay. Yes. Uh-huh. I hear it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, like we're we're getting to these next places of can you trust to go more? Mm-hmm. Can you remember that you deserve this? Can can you know, can you remember those those still spots of of receiving and mm-hmm. um I was, I've been really reflecting on like reframing what it means to go further. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it really mean to get to the next thing? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if it's not materialistic, if we know like the next biggest gig or the next biggest, you know, moneymaker or whatever isn't really it, like, that's mm-hmm. not going to be it. Like, what really is it? And this visual of, taking up space mm. keeps coming to me of like taking up more space in this way that is fluid and not invasive mm-hmm. and it surrounds and it's holding almost like rivers, like the like mm-hmm. rivers just infiltrating into everything. It's like this, um, unconditional, ta- unconditional non-expectation taking up space mm-hmm. and, I think that's what kind of gets scary is that we go, oh my God, I'm in this space or I'm Mm -hmm. taking up this space in this room Mm -hmm. or in this clubhouse or in this platform or on this stage. Mm -hmm. And it can feel overwhelming because of the vastness and the limitless nature of it. It's not, there's no like, here's the end goal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It just keeps extending and it keeps growing and, that's what keeps coming up to me as as I'm thinking about like taking up more space and, and moving mm-hmm. in and through um, to that next level or that next like shedding of resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. Just keeps keeps coming into my head and I'm like, ah, that's it. <laughs> it's like yeah. you just gotta keep letting it go, keep putting your hands back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and keep yeah, just I mean, it's definitely, like you said, less, uh, less of a next thing or a next step or a next level. And, and I think for me as, as an art, as an artist more so just like what beautiful things have I not put into this world yet? Mm. Okay. That's the thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like what, what demographic of people have I not spoken to? Mm 
okay, that's the next thing. Mm-hmm. And, and less of a um, taking up, um, you know, because that has a lot of territorial and authoritative mm-hmm. language to it, um, but more as a stepping into, because when you step mm-hmm. into your shoes, you're stepping into something that fit your feet. Mm-hmm. You're stepping into something that's yours, right? So it's a stepping into more so than it is a taking up. Mm-hmm. So that means when you walk into that room, when you when you, when you you sit at that table, um, when you stand on that stage, you are just stepping into a space that is been designed for you to step into um so it's not a taking necessarily you're not taking from anyone um you're not Mm -hmm. diminishing anything you're adding to you um because you're stepping in um wow and that just like shook everything for me (laughs) yeah i feel like we're just like dove into like a vortex of mastermind (laughs) like what are we doing right now (laughs) ah yeah that's amazing yeah oh my gosh Ariel that's amazing what you just said like stepping into and you know one of the things I wrote down here and I'm like underline highlight Mm. is like the power of words and it's not necessarily the words but the association people might have with the words Mm -hmm. and how to infuse the energy into what we're trying to say because like yeah. like you said at the very beginning of this, like when people use words so much and so often, it really loses its luster. It's like mm-hmm. it's semantics. It's like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I hear like mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so that feeling that we get when someone is like not knows it, but feels what is trying to come through and be expressed is really powerful. Um but then also be, being aware of like how how it might be received as well mm-hmm. like that stepping into because it's already it's already yours like this moment was yeah. already made for you it's prepared it's just waiting mhm that's really amazing yeah and then I think that then that comes with the trusting right mm-hmm. like my husband and I are on this Marvel kick. We decided to rewatch all of the Marvel movies. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in an order that he <laughs> has specifically laid out and it's been great so far, but you realize within anything magical um, that oftentimes, you know, they, they're thinking it's coming from the teacher. They think it's coming from the book. They think it's coming from the explosion. They think it's coming from all these other places. And the reminder is always like, no, no, no. It's you already have it. Like it's already in you work from the outside in Um, work from the inside out. Right. And in the same, I think goes with, um, what we do in this world. It's its really less about um, the class you took. It's not really about, um, you know, that workshop you went to or the book you read. It has everything to do with that then just erupting or connecting or triggering something that, it, that was already in, um, in you. And and, and listening to that. And then comes a trusting. You trust your magic a little bit more when you realize it doesn't come outside of you. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you, you operate it um, with a little bit more skill um, because you trust where it's coming from. 
Um, and I think that is, yeah, I think that's this, that's the sauce right mm-hmm. there. Um, is, is, oh, I know how to do this now because, um, I've always known how to do this mm-hmm. and I'm just now trusting that in myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been making way too many Marvel movie references lately. And some people are like, ah, you're talking about <laughs> like what? And I'm like, Oops. but Loki Sorry. isn't really all bad. Okay. Right. Like, like, yeah, it it's it's just who he is. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Speaking of like plant life, I have a lot of plants and I propagated two um mm. cuttings from my monastera. And oh, wow. my kids, who are six and eight, named the propagations Loki and Thor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love that. Have we taken this too far? <laughs> Never. No, they're like so obsessed. And I'm like, I love it. Are these too old for them? And they're like, oh. <laughs> Yes, we love it. I'm like, Aren't you scared of the dark elves? No, yeah. they're not real. <laughs> and I'm like, right. or are they? Wow. i'm nervous (laughs) i love it yeah awesome um okay we've we've just like i feel like i'm like how (laughs) did time just go by i don't even know where we just went i'm like what just happened Ah! the warp the warp we are in Mm -hmm. the warp we are in the time machine who's your favorite Marvel character because I'm about to hop into this little quick fire round of fun stuff. Oh so. my goodness! Um, right now, Wanda. Um, okay. She's yeah, cool. that might change, but also I love Black Widow. Oh mm, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I'm kind of teetering right there on the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's badass. I'm excited mm-hmm. to. I think they're coming out with a one yeah, her like movie. A, her movie because she needs one. Mm-hmm. Scarjo, yeah. come on. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> okay, it's quick fire round. Are you sunrise person or sunset person? I'm really both. Um, but I I love a good sunset, but I think the creative in me, you kind of have to be both. Um, I've like could wake up early in the morning to go catch sunrise, you know, could go drive to Malibu just to watch the sunset. I really, yeah, I'm really a both. All of the suns. Mm-hmm. Take them all the way. Mm-hmm. Take them all. Um, are you a more of a travel person? Like, are you itching to get back out and, like, travel? Or are oh you gosh. more of a stay-at-home person? No, I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I would travel a lot for work. So not having that has been, like, really hard. Um, and so, yeah, we've tried to figure out little trips that are like safe and close via driving. Um, but yeah, the itch is bad. It's really, I need to be on a plane like ASAP. (laughs) So mm -hmm. coming soon. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. You're at, you invite three people to a dinner party, dead or alive, mythical or real. Who is at your table and why? Um, Adele, because I love her. Yeah. And um, because I just want to hear her talk and sing all night. And um, I think 
Maya Jalou because I would like to just learn from her um, and to ask questions, even though I feel like though she's the kind of person who would be asking you most of the questions. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, because this is like really fresh in my head right now, Princess Diana, mm. um, because I have always really been fascinated with her and her story and um, how she articulates and how she showed up in the world, even despite everything. And I just kind of like want to hear what she would say today. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really interesting Mm. to hear, hear about, Oh my gosh, we could have a whole another segment about (laughs) (sighs) everything Mm -hmm. that's going on in that. Mm-hmm. things wow yeah what do you how do you feel about that maybe i'll just ask you yeah about Meghan well, Markle like and I, harry and yeah. leaving and the powerful like whoa yeah and we watched it last night and like i said i've watched the princess diana documentary a good like five or six times i don't know why i just feel very connected to her story somehow um and so when the story of Megan and Harry came out like I I just kind of like straight up said I was like he he was literally birthed to break the generational curse pretty mm-hmm. much is like what he was um I think what he was made for you know and yeah. um and also the intention of him <clears throat> marrying um you know a mixed race woman my husband is is white so I'm in an interracial couple as well and I I felt that very heavily um just the sheer institution breaking that the love and bond of them to create in itself mm. which they saw from the beginning and and the contrast of like you know princess diana was white and still couldn't fit in their box of perfection. Megan did everything she could to try to, and yet never could because she was always a black woman to them. Mm. Um, And just the paradigm of the two, I think is really powerful and not coincidental. And so as woo woo as it sounds, I feel like princess Diana guided them out on purpose and um, because it had to be a breaking in the system and it had to be a familial one. And um, Megan was not the reason, but she was the key. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Carrie said it so beautifully of just like, I didn't know I was trapped until I met her and I realized I was trapped. And then it was like, I, we had to get out to protect what I loved. And um, my husband is very much so that for me in a lot of ways. And so I felt that very deeply too. But yes, I have lots of thoughts <laughs> about, yeah. about, um, about that. It's, yeah, that story. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because we get so wrapped up in, in like what's going on in our own, well, small lives, big lives mm-hmm. in our country, in our, you know, yeah. these spaces. And it's like, there's things happening and dismantling and breaking apart everywhere. Like there's mm-hmm. so much change happening right now that's painful yeah. and it's uncomfortable yeah. and it's really it's uprooting mm-hmm. so much uprooting. Yeah. And, but to be able to be alive right now and like witness it happening mm-hmm. is like, gives me chills and it's just really beautiful to, yeah. to see the plan 
like mm-hmm. happening. And yeah. um, you know, for for people who are who are who have a hard time with change, <laughs> which is like a lot of like it's kind of generational too. Like mm-hmm. it's hard for people to want to change because, you know, looking through history, it's like people feel like they worked so hard to get where they are and they're like, let's just stay here. Yeah. Yeah, but we can only stay <laughs> here for so long. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, I mean, like full circle from the beginning of this conversation, it's like release, release. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I release so that I can bloom, yeah. so that I can grow? And we're yeah. such in that phase. And dang, I don't know. I had to turn the internet off because any people saying mean and hate, I'm just kind of done. Yeah, it's like yeah, talk about like removing yourself from that like mm-hmm. persona, like brand stuff it's like you got to just step back and like look around yeah. at like what's going on in your real life it's like is this happening in your real life are mm-hmm. you know are are you seeing love in your real life yeah. are you seeing love in front of you like carry that mm. like carry that forward yeah cuz yeah whew, yeah that's good it gets really mm-hmm. easy <laughs> very much mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. um are you a movie or show person? Um, I think the pandemic has made us both. <laughs> I think we are. Uh, You're like, I am what a Netflix. Can we watch? Yeah. <laughs> I think, like I said, I've definitely been leaning into, you know, like going back and like, oh, oh, because my husband and I, we're only a, almost a year married. So we're not even a year yet. So we're very mm, new. So it was like, was. oh, well, what was your favorite movie? And well, this is my favorite movie. So we did that. And, mm-hmm. and then we started watching shows together and then separate and new movies coming out and so definitely I'm like a both I'm a storyteller person so give me either or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what about are you a dance on the dance floor or like chair dance sit and watch (laughs) <laughs> I'm a dance on the dance floor. I was not always a dance <laughs> on the dance floor. Um, but over the last like 10 years or so, I am definitely a dance on the dance floor kind of person. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer to run or walk? Oh, walk. Maybe like a quick speedy jog, but like I'm with you. Not I'm like, how do anything people run? past that. Yeah, I will like do a jog here and there because I'm like strength training and in between it's nice, but I'm not like a wow, I really want to just go hash out three miles today. I'm like maybe a three mile walk. Um there's like I'm in LA, so in Pasadena specifically, and there's the Rose Bowl, which mm-hmm. is a three mile loop. Um, and that's usually how I memorize poems is I go out there and I'm listening to it and I'm just doing this like three mile loop and it's helpful like I don't need to run like I'm getting my exercise I'm tracking my miles <laughs> and I'm memorizing a poem and it's the greatest little combo yeah that's a good idea um favorite food I love breakfast so anything pancakes waffles eggs toast avocados fruit brunch mimosas I will take all that Me too. every day, any day. Brunch mm-hmm. is like the best. Like this, so good. I'd rather just have brunch so I can eat a lot of yeah. it. Because when I wake mm-hmm. up, I'm not very hungry. I'm like, let's just have brunch. Yes, yes, yes. Most nostalgic smell. Mm. Most nostalgic smell. What really takes you there? Um, probably. Uh, peaches my mom makes 
a really amazing peach cobbler. And that was like always my favorite thing growing up because I have a major sweet tooth and um, being away from, you know, my family and, and being married and all that without, you know, really being able to do life with them. I feel very nostalgic about food. Um, so I'll make a lot of things for, for John and I that I kind of grew up loving or same for him that he kind of grew up loving. And so, um, but peaches, I made a peach cobbler like from scratch for the first time ever. And it tasted exactly like my mom's and it kind of made me a little emotional. So yeah, that sounds so good. (laughs) It's very yummy. Um, ocean or mountains? Ocean. Cook or clean? Are you the cook or the cleaner in your house? I am. I am mostly the cooker um, and then he cleans, he washes the dishes, but any other cleaning thing is usually me just because I'm very particular about how our apartments looks. And I also work and live here. He is at work. He goes to a place. So he'll help me pick some things up and do some dusting or or reaching for tall things. Um, But for the most part, I'm the, it's like very much so like I can't create or work if my space is not a certain way. Mm. You're one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. not. I'm like, whoever yes. wants to do it, it's clean enough. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to cook that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last one. If if you could put in one sentence what you'd like um, to, sh- to share a message with our audience today, what would it be? Um. Yeah, I think it would be that, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's it's already in you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this poem called Magic in Your Bones, and it's I have this line that says, um, what if the thing that terrifies us the most is not that it doesn't exist, but that it's lived inside of us all this time and we called it foolish? Well, then call me foolish. Because I could see it swimming in your veins. And every time you take a breath, magic tucked on the tip of your tongue. So much so that every breath is a miracle. And you are a miracle. And so I think that would be the line. It's like, it's already there on the tips of your fingertips. Um, in your hands, in your in your heart, in your on your tongue. Um, it's already there. And once we lean into it um that's the sauce you get to trust your gift and what you were made to do and then you just flourish from there Mm -hmm. thank you so much for that thank you that was my special little treat today that felt so good (laughs) thank you all right well thank you so much for joining us today ariel it was lovely talking to you connecting with you I hope everyone who's listening, you've really loved our conversation. I don't know where we just went, so I'm going to have to go listen to it back to write some notes to tell you what we talked about because it was so great. Um, I love that when that happens. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And we will put all of the ways that you can connect with Ariel down in the show notes. Check out her website, her offerings, um, all of the magic that she's creating out there in the ethers. So thank you so much for sharing your gifts, your love, your heart, your voice. Thank you. Thank you.